I don't use umbrellas though. You don't use umbrellas? No. Why is that? I don't actually know if I have an umbrella. <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you not have an umbrella? I mean, like I grew up with umbrellas. <laughs> I don't remember ever purchase, purchasing myself an umbrella. What do you do if it rains? I don't go outside in the rain. Or if I do, it's like I'm not spending time outside in the rain. Like I'm going from, I'm going to my car. I'm going into the building. That's what's up. I'm not standing in it. Like I'm not going to like a sporting event if it's raining outside. I am genuinely shocked right now (laughs) that you don't own a single umbrella. I think we probably have like four or five just like randomly hanging out. Could I actually borrow one sometime? <laughs> yes, you must definitely. Can. Why do you need four or five? I, two of you. For your friends. Yeah, for, for you people. Know, like you me. never know. You never know when you're gonna need an umbrella. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I really don't really like using them either. That's a bummer. Yeah. One time, kind of funny story. Um, I hadn't worn makeup for like two years, and then all of a sudden, I decided one day I'm gonna put on mascara. Like oh, no. I'm gonna do it. And it just so happened to be an MTC day, Mission to Campus. We were oh. handing out <laughs> fruit and flyers. I'm literally tearing up thinking about this story. Oh, no. And we were wearing masks. Wait, was I there? I don't know. Two years ago. We were wearing, like, face masks for COVID. And, guys, she's literally <laughs> crying right now. <laughs> and... My like the humidity coming up from my mouth into my eyes, along with the precipitation that day, caused my mascara to be running down my face. (laughs) And the only I didn't know it until I got to my car. No. And the only like I looked in the mirror and I was like, people have been seeing me like this. I literally looked like I had been like bawling my eyes out and like just mascara streaming down my face and you couldn't see my nose or mouth so that's that was people's impressions oh, of salt company brutal. and no one said anything no what the heck it was two years ago it was like yeah. sophie like my yeah, friend sophie. Tony. <laughs> what the heck it was brutal. man a true friend yeah. would have said something could have used an umbrella that's what yeah. i'm thinking yeah you could have <laughs> so brutal. okay well um speaking of mascara <laughs> We're going to be it. <laughs> oh, no. And umbrellas, you know. And umbrellas. Accessories. Yes, <laughs> accessories. Um, yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Planted Podcast. I'm Juliana. Today, I am joined by Rachel Provart. Ooh. <laughs> hey, happy to be here. <laughs> Today, for our topic, we're going to be talking about something that we all engage in. Something that we think about and make decisions on every single morning and that's our clothing the clothing that we decide to put on our bodies and wear for that day and today we're gonna be asking the questions does god care about what i wear and if so how do we honor god with our clothing in short we're gonna be talking about modesty (gasps) swear word yes (laughs) (laughs) i know that word is very loaded and can be triggering for some of you people especially the women listening to this and we want to have an honest conversation about it and really get to god's heart for us um, with our clothing so first rachel before we get into what it is why we should care about it i first want to address the ways that 
this idea, this topic has been mishandled in the church. And so in your experience or in your understanding, what do most people get wrong about modesty? Yeah, before I answer that question, I even just want you, if you're listening, to maybe just pause this podcast episode and take a moment and actually think to yourself, what comes to mind when I hear the word modesty? Is it anger? Is it uh, poor experiences with the church? Is it um, indifference? Is it something you've never thought about and so you feel nothing towards it? Maybe just take a moment and pause and think, what is modesty? And maybe even just think about, have I been practicing? Like do some self-reflection and then play again. Um, While I won't be able to address all that the church and everybody in society and all the different sectors have been able, like have gotten wrong about modesty, I just feel like, let's be real. When the word modesty comes to mind, I think most of us think, of a couple things we almost immediately think of women dressing in a way that shows less skin that's less revealing so that it doesn't cause men to sin i feel like that's like our common experience with the word modesty specifically in the church and i just want to note a couple things of where i see that um that common understanding of modesty maybe has gone crooked um one is what we'll talk about actually later in this podcast, keep listening, is um, I actually believe, and I think the Bible would back this up, that modesty is less about the actual clothes you're putting on your body and more about your heart and your attitude, your desires, and actually the way you conduct yourself in this mm. world. That's good. Second thing that I see that is a, is a little bit off in this um, common understanding of modesty is that it's centered on women and um yeah we we only tell women that they are being immodest or modest or that they need to seek modesty but men can also be immodest and men should also seek and practice modesty and we'll talk more about that later as well so men don't stop listening this is for you as well and then the third thing that i feel like we get wrong is um in the definition of modesty, we place the fault for another sin on the woman. And I think women have been hurt because of this. Um, women are not responsible for the sin of another. It, just like I thought of this example of it's not alcohol's fault that you underage drink. It's your fault. You made the decision. You fell into the temptation and sinned. We should take responsible for our own sin. Men should take responsibility and take the lust that is in their heart and grab it and kill it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to um, not recognize the responsibility that women can play in this. Like, yes, women, it is not our faults that men sin. And... As a Christian, we can also die to ourselves and serve the people around us. Men and women should die to ourselves and serve the people around us. We are not called to be served, but to serve. That's what Jesus implemented and showed us in his life and death and resurrection. And so um, while we don't dress for someone else, we can actually um, just serve people and love people by dressing in a way that doesn't cause them to sin. 
so those are kind of three, um, yeah, ways that modesty can maybe, I don't know, our common understanding of modesty can be taken a little bit crooked. Okay, so we've been talking about modesty, and we've been saying that word a lot. Rachel, could you just define that for us? What is modesty? That's a great question. Um, I created a definition that came after some research (laughs) and yeah it's kind of pieced together but think that it uh, pulls on what I want to emphasize which the definition I have is the godly respectable attitude or desire for attention to be drawn to God not self the definition of immodesty then would be the ungodly attitude or desire for attention to be drawn to oneself. It's wanting to draw eyes and attention and desires to myself rather than to God. So yeah, modesty is wanting God to get all the attention and affection. And so what does the Bible say about modesty? Does the Bible talk about it? Is there verses that we can look at to back up this view, this Christian view of modesty? Yeah, great question, because it doesn't really matter what I say. It matters what God's word has to say. So keeping the godly, respectable attitude or desire for attention to be drawn to God in mind as the definition of modesty, because the Bible actually doesn't use the word modesty all that often. But with that definition in mind, here are some verses verses that have stood out to me. 1 Peter 3, verses 3 and 4. Don't use the word modesty, but I think play into this really well. It says, Don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles or wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather what is inside the heart, the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Along with this, 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10 says, This one actually mentions modesty. It says, Women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for, for women who profess godliness with good works. And it does just address women here. However, just a couple verses later in 1 Timothy 3, 2, Paul actually instructs overseers who are men to be respectable and self-controlled, just like the women a couple verses before. Um, Mary Cassian has had something to say on this that I thought was pretty insightful um, regarding the two First Timothy verses. She says, when Paul told the women in Ephesus that their clothing ought to be modest, he wasn't imp- applying an isolated standard to women or women's clothing. He was pointing out that a woman's faith ought to influence her wardrobe choices as much as it influences the rest of her behavior. And I just thought that was insightful because sometimes it's hard as men or women to read the Bible and be called out specifically and say, why is the modesty talk um, said to women? But it's also said to men just a couple verses later. And once again, it's being... Um, godly and respectable an attitude to want the attention 
of others to be drawn to God. And so when we wear clothes that draw attention from God to ourselves, whether, I mean, in these verses, it says elaborate hairstyles draw attention from God to ourselves, gold jewelry or fine clothes. So really expensive clothing that you want people to notice that you're wearing or, um, it says here to wear respectable apparel. So apparel that isn't respectable, like, I don't know, just things that have crude language on it is inappropriate or, um, costly attire, spending a lot of money on the clothes we wear to draw attention to ourselves. This is immodest, not only showing off our body in inappropriate ways, but it's, um, the clothes that we actually wear, whether it's drawing attention to ourselves or desiring that attention would remain on God. Wow, that's good. I think for me personally, when I hear the word immodesty or modest or dressing inappropriately, I am thinking of wearing revealing clothing, clothing Mm -hmm. that shows a lot of skin. But what you're saying is with a definition of modesty, even clothing that is distracting or maybe really trendy or super fashionable could fall under the category of immodesty. Correct. Yes. Because one, it's not about the external appearance as much as it is about our hearts. We have to ask ourselves, why am I wearing this? Do I want people to notice me? When I walk in a room, do I want people to comment on how cool my clothes are, how nice I look today? I want them to notice I bought something new and I'm wearing it. It's flashy. It's standing out i want to um be extra popular or extra cool um start a new trend on my campus uh you just have to ask ourselves why am i wearing this i mean seriously guys if you just reflected on first peter three three and four i think god could do miraculous works in your heart like regarding the word of modesty and dressing in a way that is modest it literally says It's not like, don't let your beauty consist of outward things, but rather what is inside the heart, the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. God does not care about what you like have on the outside of you. Well, he does. I should say he does care, but not in a way that you need to be impressive or cool or have nice clothes, but a way that is honoring to him because you aren't just displaying yourself anymore. You're displaying God's glory. You have your temple of the Holy Spirit. And so he actually just cares more about what is inside, whether you have a gentle and quiet spirit, which I would argue is a product of modesty. A modest spirit would fit well in that verse as well. And there is so much freedom in believing the truth of that verse that our worth and value is actually what's inside of us versus our physical appearance. Why do you think, even like hearing that truth, when I, before I became a Christian, I didn't believe that whatsoever. Hmm. Why do you think that that is so hard for us to believe in today's culture? That our worth and value isn't in our physical appearance. The world values our clothes and our body and our beauty far more than God does. Beauty and money and fashion and being influential in a way that you feel like you have to wear cool clothes or fit in. Um, 
gets you power. I mean, it does. We can't deny that culturally those things are incredibly valued. But the most influential, the most worshipped, and the most perfect human to ever live, Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he was nothing special to look at. It says in Isaiah 53, 2, he had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. That's what it says about Jesus, that he was nothing special to look at. And so the belief that we need to be beautiful, to um, dress well and dress in a way that is immodest in that it is flashy or over the top or revealing is a lie. And um, it's hard to not believe that lie in the culture that we live in. It requires a ton of upstream swimming against culture and lies that they're trying to feed you. I mean, there's so many reasons why that's a benefit to society, like monetarily, like they need you to believe that clothes are, you know, cool one day and then uncool the next because they need you to buy more clothes and blah, 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 blah. Um, which we can't get into all of that here, <laughs> but the most influential, the most worshipped and the most perfect human to ever live um, was nothing special to look at. And so we can actually pursue Jesus likeness and be nothing special to look at. Earlier in the podcast, you mentioned how modesty or immodesty isn't as much about the clothing, but it's more about the heart and the attitude. And so let's dive more into that. What would you say is the root of immodesty or dressing in a provocative or flashy way? Hmm. That's a great question. I feel like there are so many different answers to that, depending on who's listening to this. Um, for some people, it could be ignorance. They don't even know that they're dressing immodestly and they're not thinking hardly enough to pursue modesty or to change the way that they're wearing clothes. Hopefully this podcast helps. Some people, it is um, insecurity that they feel like if their body isn't shown and beautiful, they won't be treasured and adored by those around them. Um, but I would say there's a couple that came to mind that as I was praying through this, that I think just revealed some stuff, you know, even personally. And I think all of those reasons combined, maybe the deepest root cause of immodesty is a lack of personal reverence, adoration, or delight in the one true God. Mm. And I specifically say reverence first because to revere God is to respect and submit there's almost a healthy fear of him. Um, we, we look to God and we say, I want to do what is right and pleasing in your eyes. And I, f I am afraid not to. I want to. It's what I desire and it's what I delight in. And I just don't think people are asking themselves or asking God, what do you want me to wear? I want to do all that is good in your sight. I want to be right before you. Not because if they don't, they'll be condemned. Because in Jesus, our sin is forgiven. Our sin is as far removed from us as the east is from the west. We are free from shame and condemnation in Jesus Christ. Just by believing. Not by doing good works for him. Not by wearing the right clothes. Not by saying the right things. Doing the right things. But just by believing and yet, 
out of an overflow of that, we say, God, what do you think about this? I don't want to be anything other than right in your eyes. And so what should I wear? What, what would make you pleased with me? Along with that, though, I think something else came to mind, just like culturally, what a root of immodesty would be, which is we don't care about other people. <laughs> we have been taught that um, we are the most important person in the world and we should do whatever makes us happy. And if everybody does that, it just isn't going to add up. People aren't actually going to be happy because we're the only one fighting for our own happiness. And so we care about our comfort, our looks, and our confidence more than we actually care about other people. And so we don't consider, is what I'm wearing helpful to the people around me? And it feels even just like shameful as I say that, like as men and women, men and women, we should be looking in the mirror and saying, is this helpful for my brothers and sisters in Christ around me to be wearing today? It might be most comfortable for you to wear a sports bra on a run or to take your shirt off while playing spike ball because you're hot. You actually should consider, is this helpful for my brothers and sisters in Christ who are pursuing holiness around me? Because we just haven't been asking ourselves that question. We can actually lay down our comfort and our identity and are wanting to be noticed by the opposite gender or by people around us as cool or hot or whatever we can lay that down because we're secure in christ Mm -hmm. and serve those people by wearing clothes that are appropriate and not drawing people's eyes off of god and onto us Mm -hmm. in any sort of way i don't want people to notice me for any reason I don't want to distract people from the beauty and the delight and the pleasure that they have when their eyes are fixed on God. And so that I would say is just a side little tangent of a root of immodesty. Mm-hmm. I liked what you said that a root of immodesty is a lack of reverence to God. I would also add a root of immodesty is maybe a too high of a reverence for the people around us and their approval. Hmm. I think oftentimes the deeper struggle that is underneath the struggle of immodesty is seeking the approval of others. Hmm. Uh, Before I became a Christian, and honestly, a couple of years after I became a Christian, I really struggled with this topic. And I think the main reason for that was as I was getting dressed, as I was buying clothes, I was thinking, oh, when I am wearing this, I want this other person to think that I'm super fashionable or I want this other person to approve of me. And this way of thinking and this way of living is just like the worst life Mm -hmm. (laughs) for us as Christians. It's enslaving. It forces us to be obsessed about what we're wearing all the time or um, forces us to always be on top of the latest fashion trends and seeking, um, yeah, seeking the approval of others through our clothes. And so with this question, I would also like throw this back at the listeners, like really like sit and pray and ask God, if this is something that you struggle with, like, why do I struggle with that? What is the deeper need inside of me that isn't being met? Mm -hmm. I also have this quote that I just think was so good And such a challenge for me as I 
came up with kind of the idea of the root of a lack of reverence of God. It's like, what does that even mean? How do, how do I revere God? What does that look like? And there's this quote from John Piper. It's kind of long, so hang with me. But this is what he wrote. To any woman or man who dresses inappropriately, I say this. Until God has become your treasure, until your own sin has become the thing you hate most, until the word of God is your supreme authority that you feel to be more precious than gold, sweeter than honey, until the gospel of Christ's death in your place is the most precious news in the world to you, until you have learned to deny yourself short-term pleasures for the sake of long-term joy and holiness, until you have grown to love the Holy Spirit and long for his fruit more than man's praise, until you count everything as a loss compared to the supreme value of knowing Christ, your attitude toward your clothing and your appearance will be controlled by forces that don't honor Christ. Wow. Woo. Wow. And so maybe those just re- go back, view, reverse, <laughs> listen to each of those and ask God to reveal what from that list don't you treasure. Is it the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Is it dying to yourself? Is it the gospel? Is it God's word? What is it that you are not treasuring and revering? Because until those things fall into place, it's just hard to fix your clothing and your attitude towards um, your appearance and what other people think of you and wanting to draw attention to yourself. Cause until you think God is beautiful and worthy of people's attention, you think you will be worthy of people's attention. Mm-hmm. And so you will want people to give you attention because you think you're worthy of their attention. Mm-hmm. But once you realize that God is worthy of not only the person across the table from you, not yours, but everybody in existence's attention and desire and reverence you won't desire that for other people. So maybe listen to that paragraph again. I imagine as people are listening to this, they're like, okay, I hear you. I hear you, Rachel, Juliana, that we should care about modesty, that our goal as Christians is to not draw attention to ourselves or our body, but to give or to draw attention to God. And I can imagine people are like, okay, I get that, but how do I do that? How do I discern what I'm wearing as glorifying a God or not glorifying? That's a great question. I have a side tangent on this that I'll wait just for a second to go on. Um, I feel like there are a couple categories I'm thinking through. One's heart and then one's action. Um, We know that Um, to do the right thing with a poor heart. So to want to draw attention to self, but to dress modestly, modestly will just like actually isn't righteousness. Like when we want people to notice how modestly we are dressing is a poor heart intention. That is not righteousness. God does not see outward appearance, but looks at the man's heart. It's first Samuel 16, seven. And so we need the right heart, but we also should act Like when we believe that modesty and taking attention off of ourselves and directing it to God is best life, we actually do act and we do change what we wear maybe 
And so, um, yeah, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, I think just reflecting on that, thinking through that is like, there's a way that we can dress that is neither inappropriate nor like underdressing. Like we shouldn't be slobs who wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt all the time because you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. But we also, um, have far more to offer as Christians than just what our body looks like to strangers. So, um, my side tangent though, I would love to have you add to that, but just really quickly, like practically, I'm not going to give you a do's and don'ts. We can't do that. We can't give you a do's and don'ts, but you know, in your core, in your conscience, if you have the Holy spirit through conviction, when you are wearing something to draw attention to yourself, to either make a body part pop, whether it's a bicep or a booty, you know, when you are wearing something to draw attention to yourself. And I think we just need to be a little bit quicker to take our thoughts captive as we're getting dressed in the morning. We need to say, why am I putting this on me? I literally know I'm wearing this so that my whatever stands out, my personality, my money, my body, my exuberant personality, my uniqueness. Like I want to be really unique and hipster today. And so I'm wearing this to flaunt myself. And I think we just need to ask ourselves or just be more like we know, but take those thoughts captive, assess them, repent of sin, and then walk in obedience. And maybe that requires putting an outfit on, realizing you thought about whatever aspect that you're trying to flaunt today, and then going back into our bedroom and changing clothes. I think we just are more aware than we lead on of why we're wearing what we're wearing, what we're wanting to flaunt with what we're wearing without having a do's and don'ts list of what to wear and what not to wear. I liked what you said of, I'm not going to give you a do's and don'ts. And we're not going to give you a, a bunch of rules and guidelines because I don't think that's the most helpful framework to be working out of as we try to pursue holiness in this specific aspect. For instance, a lot of people like to say, don't wear a two-piece swimsuit, but do wear a one-piece swimsuit. Well, with that, that kind of falls apart in the sense that there are some really immodest one-piece swimsuits. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's holding nothing in. (laughs) And there are also really modest two-pieces. And so even as I've been thinking about this question and how to apply this, there really isn't a do's and don'ts or a set of rules that we can give you, but really examining your heart, like Rachel was saying, and even just asking yourself the question, does this glorify God? Does this piece of clothing bring attention to me or specific body part um, and not to God? Does this piece of clothing hurt my witness of Jesus? And so Mm -hmm. just thinking about those questions every single day when you're putting clothes on, when you're getting ready in the morning, um, I think would be really helpful. As we end the podcast, do you have any last encouragement or words of wisdom for our listeners? Yes, 
I feel like modesty, I'm hoping someone listening to this has neither felt shamed nor freedom to sin. To be honest with you, listener, that's my fear. I want you to neither leave condemned nor self-centered. And it's hard because in the gospel, we are freed from sin. So, man, our sin, your sin is not going to be held against you in Jesus Christ. Through his death and resurrection, your sin has been put to death, has been paid for. And so now you have eternal life with Christ, not based on what you do, but based on what Christ has done. And so it has to be out of that reality that we pursue obedience. And that cannot create shame and condemnation, nor can it create self-centeredness and freedom to sin. When that reality is true, we just, man, we just want to pursue righteousness. We want to honor God. And one of the verses I didn't read earlier when you asked what the Bible says about modesty is 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. God is glorious. He is kind. He knows what's best for us. He wants what's good for us. He is holy, he is righteous, and he is judge. And we'll have to stand before him one day and give an account for our whole lives. And in Jesus, we'll be good to go. But we'll still have to give an account of our lives. And once again, with the reverence piece and the heart piece, I just want for you, listener, to be able to stand before God and say, I tried my best. I did my best with what I knew. And so I hope this podcast has equipped you to do um, just good things with your body and with your clothes and to honor God with um, your dress. And so, yeah, hope you don't leave ashamed or free to sin, but to walk in righteousness through the freedom in Christ. Um yeah and know that we love you and god loves you far more than we do (laughs) sweet well thank you guys for tuning and we will catch up with you guys next week